Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, and I'm always so happy to be here, talking into my mic in a silent house, but feeling like I have a whole community of people listening and responding. Podcasting is such a unique experience, and talking about one of my favorite topics, language learning, is simply thrilling. The language community is such an integral part of my experience as a language learner. For me, when I say language community, I mostly mean language learners, speakers, and teachers on Instagram, because that's where I engage most often. But I didn't discover this online language community until three or so years into my language journey. And something I quickly discovered in Instagram is that there are many people out there studying and learning languages in a beautiful, methodical, and routine-like fashion. So many people share their daily, weekly, or monthly language plans, detailed by how much time will be spent studying each language with each textbook or app, doing reading, writing, listening, and speaking activities, and vocab review. I've seen end-of-month trackers where people have documented down to the minute how much time they spent reading, writing, listening, and speaking each language, how much time was spent with each resource they use. I've listened as multilinguals share their very detailed language learning routines where every day, or most every day anyway, they do a certain number of flashcards, read in Spanish, then watch TV in German, and have a language exchange in Mandarin all before lunchtime where they prepare a meal from an Italian cookbook. And as someone who loves order and organization, I can't help but envy these people's language lives. It's truly beautiful to me to see color-coded language plans, down-to-the-minute reports of time spent with each language, and systematic methods for connecting to one's target languages daily. As a mathematician, these plans and trackers are enviable works of art. But that envy, it, it's bad. It's made me feel very inadequate as a language learner. I've talked in several episodes now, definitely in episode 7, dealing with overwhelm, that, especially as a beginner, the more I discovered about language learning, the more resources or methods I came across, the more of the language I uncovered, the more I wanted to do everything, and the more I realized that there isn't enough time to do it all. And over the years, I've spent a lot of time looking at other people's language learning routines and trying to create one of my own. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to share my personal language learning routine. Are you ready? Okay, my language learning routine is very simple. I don't have one. There, I said it. It's out. I don't have a language learning routine. And to repeat a message that I've shared over and over throughout this podcast, that's okay. It's okay and it's valid to not have a language learning routine. So first I want to touch on why I don't have a routine, because I'm positive many of you fall into this category as well, but I've also only come across a handful of language learners who really talk about it. And I know there are many reasons people may not learn by routine, so sharing my personal experiences is just one of the many possibilities we find out there. So for me, I think the biggest reason I've never kept a routine language plan is that my life isn't really conducive to routine. I wake up at the same time every morning, I drink my coffee while reading for 30 to 45 minutes in English, my native language. I go to bed about the same time every night, and that's about as routine as I get. Going back to my earliest years starting to learn Italian, I was also a graduate student, so my class schedule would change every three months, and the load of coursework wasn't consistent from week to week. In the first two years of language learning, my daughter went from preschool to primary school, where the hours were slightly different. 
Then she changed to a part-time class where not only were there fewer weekly school hours, but they also weren't consistent every day. My son during that time went from being home with me to part-time daycare to full-time preschool. Then COVID hit, which of course changed everything and even minor routine things like what time we went to bed or woke up went out the window. A year later, we moved to Germany and even though we're somewhat settled, the kid's school schedule is again inconsistent. My daughter doesn't go to school or come home at the same time every day. And while her schedule is generally, but not always, the same from week to week, it isn't the same from day to day. And all of this affects me as a language learner because the only really focused language learning time I have is when the kids are at school and my husband is work. So those hours are what I get. And then maybe I'm just not good at creating a routine, but even house chores and other responsibilities don't seem to match up to any sort of schedule I try to create. I've tried making Tuesday and Thursday laundry days, Wednesday recycling and dusting day, Friday grocery day, but it doesn't matter. Inevitably, something gets out of whack. Laundry piles up too quickly or too slowly. Kids' school schedules change for a week, throwing everything off. I need to spend time making travel plans for an upcoming holiday. My husband is off work for a day. A doctor's appointment quickly turns into three appointments plus pharmacy visits. Why I ever thought I could add a routine language learning life into an otherwise chaotic schedule is beyond me. Any routine I tried to create was pretty much doomed from the beginning. Yet, for a long time, I still felt like a disaster every time I failed to adhere to a language learning routine. And I want to go back to something I said a moment ago, and that is, maybe I'm just not good at creating a routine. And I have to give this a moment of acknowledgement as well. So there's the fact that many things in my life just aren't schedulable in a routine way, and I think this is pretty standard for various phases of life, like going to university, moving house, having young children, things like that. But then there's also the fact that I've never really been a routine person. Digging deep into my past, I've come to realize that I didn't grow up in a routine world. I don't remember ever having a morning routine or bedtime routine, even as a kid, and I think there's something to that. If I was always missing the foundation of routine, then it makes sense that I didn't grow up to be a routine person, especially because it wasn't until I had kids that I realized how valuable routine can be. And I've struggled to create routine for my children as well, but I'm working on it. We work really hard on those bedtime routines. And I could go into a hundred other things that have played into this lack of routine. Babies who hated sleep, jobs that move us around every two to three years, being a perpetual graduate student. But I can also identify times in my life when I could count on a relatively basic routine from day to day for a period of months or even a couple of years. So I felt the benefits of routine at various points in my life. And if I'm being really, really honest with myself, no matter how much I would love to be, I'm just not a routine person for whatever reason. So in my language learning, I've come to a point where I've realized that in order to move forward and keep making progress in German and Italian, I need to either become a routine person or embrace not being one and make it work for me. Embracing who I am or who I've grown into is really the path of least resistance. But if I was going to make language learning without routine work for me, I had to make some changes, especially to my mentality and perception of language learning. In order to make this work, the most important thing I needed to see, accept, and fully believe without any doubt was that there isn't one single best or most effective way to learn a language, that not having a routine is just as valid as all those beautifully color-coded schedules. And then I had to become intentional with my time spent with languages. Intention basically had to replace the idea of routine. 
And with that, it became crucial that I also be intentional with how I viewed and acknowledged my progress in my languages. And I'll talk about what I mean by this in just a minute. But first, I want to dig into these ideas one by one. So I'm going to go back to social media, because like I said, that's really the corner of the language learning community I live in most often. Social media, as I'm sure we all know, isn't a comparison tool, or rather it shouldn't be. But it's difficult, right? It doesn't matter how great I am at something, how wonderful a day I've had, how great my hair looks, social media proves that there's always someone out there with a better life down to every detail. But not really. It doesn't really prove that. I mean, I consciously know that social media is used to present only the best parts of our lives. I know many, or most people probably, share only the best filtered pictures after having spent loads of time on hair and makeup and lighting or whatever. And I just don't have the time, desire, or energy to do that myself. No one will ever come to my page and see a perfectly put together picture of my face and hair. I don't feel like spending my time on that in my day. But it doesn't protect me from feeling less than when I see someone else's gorgeous photos. And even though the language learning community I've found is incredibly positive and supportive, the social media pool for comparison isn't really any different. Don't get me wrong, I love the accounts I follow, every one of them. I feel like people are more genuine and real, perhaps, in this online community. But when it comes to the sharing of study routines, I consciously know that those lovely color-coded day planners, not all of them will come to fruition. Many of them will probably get sidetracked at some point and require flexibility to get back on track or adjust to changes. But it's hard to work through these thoughts when I see the beautiful routine pictures and captions about such structured plans. And honestly, I rarely see stories shared of language learning routines getting out of whack. Not everyone follows up their study routine posts with examples of the imperfections that crept up. So again, it's easy to assume that others are out there living their best language lives every day, and I'm somehow failing because I don't have the time, desire, or energy to plan and learn languages the way they do. But not comparing ourselves to others on social media or even in real life can be very challenging, and I still do it sometimes. But the key to protecting my confidence and sanity here is the belief that all language learning methods are good. They're all effective, and they're all valid. I will never tire of saying this because it's something I wish I'd learned earlier in my language life, and I am confident that someone out there needs to hear this message. When I finally faced the fact that having a regimented language learning routine wasn't going to work for me and that I wasn't failing despite this fact, I started to see my own journey and methods as effective and perfect for my life, my personality, and everything else about me. And that pressure of comparison and the doubt that would creep in about how I did things, they finally started to move into the shadows of my language life. And I felt liberated and free to focus on what I needed in order to keep making progress. So if I'm not going to focus on having any sort of language routine, neither a strict one nor a flexible one, I still need something to propel me forward, something to keep me on track. After all, a solid routine works to take the thinking out of the doing process. What I mean by this is, with a routine, we spend more time doing and less time thinking about what we're going to do, could be doing, or should be doing. With a routine, the brain has more space to think about the language instead of planning what to do with the language. And routine is also good for reducing procrastination, getting through times of lower motivation, and helping to balance time spent on the four pillars of language learning. 
So embracing a language journey that doesn't include a routine for me meant that I had to be intentional with my language learning time in order to still reap the benefits of having a routine. Now, I'm the kind of person who's easily distracted. I underestimate the amounts of time I'll spend on something, and I feel defeated when I'm distracted or spending more time than expected on something. And it can be a very negative and destructive cycle. So in order to work against these things and work toward progression, I have to constantly be very clear about what I want and need to study and also have some idea of how much time I'm going to devote to these things. So first things first is this idea of knowing what I want or need to study. So let's take Italian, for example, the language I've been learning the longest. Because I have so many years learning Italian and experience living in Italy immersed in the language, it's very easy for me to see what I need to learn. As I've said before, in Italian, I know what I don't know. I know the verb tenses that I only recognize but can't yet produce on my own. I also know which of these verb tenses are worth my time to actively learn now at my current level. I can identify entire topics where my knowledge of vocabulary is very low, and I know which of these topics are worth my time to actively learn now in my life for the conversational situations I'm likely to find myself in. I actually keep a list in my phone because, of course, I think about the language most when I'm not near a notebook or computer, but I keep this list of everything that comes to mind that I don't know. It may be an entire grammar topic, like the past subjunctive. It could be a phrase I'm trying to formulate while talking to myself, but I can't wrap my head around the grammar for this particular sentence, so I put it in my notes and then just keep chatting away to myself to come back to later. I have a list of words I hear in songs or read in the newspaper that I don't understand but don't want to break the flow of the activity, so I keep a list for looking it up later. And I have a list of words in English that I realize I don't know in Italian, and I want to look them up later during focus study time as well. So what this list does is it ensures that I always have something to focus on when I have language learning time. Just like I said, a routine takes the thinking out of the doing. It takes away the need to think about what we're going to do because we just habitually do it. This list does that for me. I have five spare minutes. I hit up one of those vocab lists, learn a couple words, and practice saying them in sentences to myself. Or I think about how I could work them into a conversation with my Italian tutor later in the week. That five minutes is never wasted thinking about what I could do with my time. If I find I have more spare time, maybe I finished household chores earlier than expected and have 30 minutes before my daughter gets home. Without even thinking about it, I go to my list, hit up the first grammar topic that I've already intentionally decided I want to learn, and I set to working on it, whether it be from a resource I already have, just Googling it, or finding a YouTube video to explain it. Then, in other chunks of spare time throughout the week, I'll work on using the newly learned grammar in my own sentences, especially during conversation lessons. And speaking of conversation lessons, that's something I have to be very intentional with as well. I've tried scheduling my lessons routinely at the same day and the same time every week, but I've learned that this rarely works for more than two consecutive weeks, and I get off track. Even though I always keep active italki packages with two conversation tutors at a time, I still don't always get in a lesson every week. Again, life gets in the way, or I have to shift my priorities or be honest with myself about my mental energy during a particularly busy week, but I must intentionally not let these things derail me. It really sounds silly saying it out loud, but I have to remind myself that not having conversation practice one week doesn't affect whether or not I do it the following week. Not being able to schedule lessons every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. doesn't mean anything. It doesn't affect my ability to have lessons any other day or time. 
So to get back on the wagon, literally all it takes is scheduling the next lesson. And I think the problem that many of us fall into is that once we miss something, we lose a streak in an app, we skip a day in a 30-day challenge, or we fail to write it in our journal for a day or two. Once we miss it, we kind of say to ourselves, well, that's it. I've already messed up. I might as well not finish. And even if we don't actually say these things, our actions often exhibit this behavior. Once we stop doing something, it's harder to get restarted. And again, a routine can help combat this, but so can intention. So for conversation practice, I schedule some lessons one or two weeks out, and then I write in my daily planner to schedule more. I don't yet know what my schedule looks like three or four weeks from now, but I will know in two weeks. So in two weeks, I make a note to schedule those future lessons. That reminder is exactly what I need to keep conversation lessons going without doing them routinely, but not allow myself to get so far sidetracked that it becomes difficult to get back to it. It's the intention that makes a difference here. And the last thing I want to say about being intentional with the time I spend with my languages is that I do better when I create a detailed daily schedule. Not routine, because everything about it definitely changes from day to day and week to week, but basically I pre-plan what I'm going to do the next day. I don't always do this every week, and even when I do, I have to be very flexible with last-minute changes to the dream schedule I've created, but I've discovered that I'm much more likely to do something if I pre-committed myself. If I've written down in my daily calendar with a start and end time, it's almost always as good as done. So most evenings, I look at the next day, really just the morning, because that's when I have a quiet house to myself. I see what appointments or errands I have. I see what household chores I need to do that are difficult to do when the kids are around. And I schedule my language things around all of this, being as specific as possible with the time and details for each activity. So for example, let's say I have a two-hour window from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. before going to a dentist appointment. Instead of just saying I'll do some language learning in that time, I write exactly what I plan to do. So 8 o'clock to 8.30, listen to Simple Italian Podcast by Simone Poles, episode 89. 8.30 to 8.55, read in the book Storia di un cane. 8.55 to 9.05, water and potty break, stretch my legs. 9.05 to 9.30, watch chapter 10 vocabulary video in German Uncovered, and 9.30 to 10 o'clock do chapter 9 German Uncovered grammar exercises. Then I do anything I need in order to prepare for doing these things. I download the podcast episode to my phone so I can listen to it while I go for a walk. I put the book on my desk where I'll be reading it. I sign into German Uncovered course on my computer, print any materials I want to have in hand, and lay my notebook with a functional pen on my desk. And it might sound like a lot, but all of this only takes a couple of minutes, and I can usually do it while my kids are getting their pajamas on and brushing their teeth, things that fortunately rarely require my help anymore. So now that I've intentionally written down my language tasks for the next day and physically prepared in any way I can, I'm so much more likely to do them, just as if it were routine. I am committed without having to think further about what I could be doing during that time. The last point I made about embracing my language life without routine deals with how I view and acknowledge my progress with my target languages. I think that doing language learning things as routine, especially if we track how much time we're spending on certain activities or how many vocabulary words we're learning every day, I think it may be pretty easy to see one's progress. If I can routinely spend 30 minutes a day on German Uncovered, then I will consistently see the module bubbles in the online course fill in. I'll physically see the progress I'm making working through the resource. Now, of course, doing a resource isn't the same as learning from it. 
So for the sake of argument here, let's just assume we're effectively intaking the things presented in a resource and really learning them, okay? It's the same with reading a book in my target language. If I routinely read for even just 10 minutes a day, I will physically see the progress I'm making in the book. If I routinely have conversation lessons twice a week, I can track this and see the amount of time spent talking in the language steadily increasing. And all of this is great. If this is how you learn languages, that is awesome. I love anything that shows us our progress, that displays our hard work, anything we know we can be proud of. But without routine, sometimes it can feel like we aren't doing much with our languages. I talked in episode one about getting clear on what counts for me in language learning and tracking my progress along the way. And these two things are, without a doubt, two of the most effective things I do as a non-routine oriented language learner, and they really go hand in hand. With a routine study schedule, I would imagine that it's easy for someone to see how much and in what ways they're interacting with their languages every day. It's easy to look back at the methodically organized calendar and see the hours spent studying and speaking or the number of vocab words learned or whatever. And this can be really good for motivation and satisfaction because there's no doubt of the work that's been done toward making progress. But without this sort of documentation of what a person does with their languages, it's so easy to lose sight of or even minimize what we're actually doing every day. So for me, tracking my language activities every day after the fact, at the end of the day, going back and marking what I've done, has been that documentation of my work. It's the proof my brain needs to see to keep me motivated through phases of little time or low energy. And it's great because, again, it doesn't actually take a lot of time. I have a template in Notion that I created, which I'll link in the show notes for anyone interested. And once a month, I duplicate it for the new month. Then every day, I simply go through and check off or write in what I've done. With the Notion app, this is something I can do while walking upstairs to my bedroom or sitting on the toilet. As a busy mom and generally overtasked person, I appreciate anything that doesn't take up more time or mental energy than I already expend. And I'll sidestep here for a moment just to say that I have no affiliation with Notion. It's just the first habit tracking resource I tried, and it works really well for me. So going back, in order to track what language activities I've done in a day, I also needed to decide what I was going to track. So what counts for me as meaningful language time? And there are always the obvious activities that we value. Having a language exchange, journaling, listening to a podcast, reading a book in our target languages, for example taking a formal course, studying from a grammar book, doing vocab flashcards. But when I started tracking my language activities, I started to notice how many other language learning or practicing things I did every day that I hadn't mentally been counting or considering. Throughout a standard busy day, I would do Duolingo and Speakly apps, often for both languages, listen and sing along to Italian music, read social media posts in Italian, stop on German teacher accounts while scrolling Instagram and read or listen, ask my kids questions in German and Italian, send text messages in Italian, read group chat messages in German, read children's books to my kids in one or both languages, and the list goes on and on. So while I live my life in English, at the end of the day, I've actually spent a lot of time with German and Italian. Some of that time is soaking in content. Some of it is spent producing it. There are some moments encountering new words or taking in a quick grammar tip, and then there's pronunciation practice. But because these things weren't big and time-consuming focused activities, I hadn't even been counting them. 
So at the end of a day like this, I would go to bed feeling like I hadn't done anything with my languages. I was missing out on language learning time. Everyone else, whomever these people were, were bypassing me with all the time they spent on their languages, and I often felt down and defeated. And all of this changed when I started tracking my daily language activities, counting every little thing. No matter how easy or basic or short-lived it was, I tracked it all, And at the end of each day and week and month, I had definitive proof that I was indeed doing a ton with my languages despite not having any sort of routine. I didn't need a detailed, color-coded daily study schedule, and that was okay. My language learning time was just as effective, and now I could see that proof, and I had a better vantage point from which to view my progress as well. Through this clarity of knowing what counts in my language learning and tracking it all, I started to become more aware of my actual progress. It was like a fog kind of lifted from my vision, and all of a sudden, I could see myself using words and phrases that once confused me, trying out new verb tenses even though I hadn't formally studied them. I just recognized them from input, having whole conversations in German even though I was still at an A0, maybe an A1 level. And this was even more proof to me that it's okay not to do things like everyone else. It's okay to have an amazing study routine, and it's okay to not have any study routine at all. And I still envy those who have lives, schedules, and personalities conducive to a methodical language learning routine. I still think it's such a lovely and predictable way to do business. But that envy no longer looks so green. So maybe envy isn't the right word here. Maybe it's that I appreciate and respect those organized study routines. And I also accept that they aren't my reality. But I figured out, or I am figuring out, how to do my language learning my way and still reap the benefits of a good study routine. And I would love to hear what you all have to say about this. I wonder how many of you out there are routine people. Do you have one of those gorgeous study calendars to guide you along your language activities? Are you not a routine person who wishes you were? or who feels like you're doing something wrong by not being? Do you have other ways to plan your language time and notice your progress? I'm really interested to hear all the different ways you all learn and plan your learning. And again, every single way is valid. Every single way can lead you to meeting your goals. And I am here to celebrate all the milestones you reach along the way. Please, please, please feel free to reach out to me on my website, lovejoyandlanguages.com, or on Instagram, at love.joyandlanguages. I would love to hear about your all's routines or lacks of routines and whatever you're doing to still reap those benefits of having a very methodical language learning process. That is all I have for this week. Join me again next week when I'm going to start shifting gears and spend some episodes focusing on parenting and language learning. In episode two, I introduced the parenting side of my personal language journey and some of the struggles we've had as my kids learn the community languages in the local schools and I learn alongside them in my own way. So in the next few weeks, I'll be digging into more specific aspects of that as well as bringing on several guests to share their stories and I'm really excited to share their voices and perspectives with you all. So with that, I hope you have a lovely, sunny language learning week and until next time, ciao!